1: These guys who run these organizations who talk about analytics, they have one thing in common. They are a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game and they never got
2: the girls in high school and they just want to <laughs> get the game. Welcome to Visans Hardwood Handicappers. As you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say,
3: Now, this guy's a chump, am I right?
0: Now, here's your host, Jonathan Von Tobel.
2: All right, welcome back. We are live from the thompson & Mack Center for NBA Summer League action. Uh, fans, of course, milling about in the concourse. Uh, Knicks fans back here, tired of watching the Knicks kick the crap out of the Chicago Bulls, so they have decided to wander around. Uh, Knicks up right now, last 60 seconds of their Summer League matchup, 96-69 to over Chicago. Uh, so this team is going to move on to a 2-0 record in the NBA Summer League. And uh, to... Uh, Make it a little bit clear, too, right? Because there are people who uh, bet on some of these teams to win the NBA Summer League before it got started. Um, when you look at it, you're going to compete in a series of four games. And then, of course, after that, top two teams based on win percentage will then advance to a championship matchup. Remaining 28 teams will get assignments for their fifth and final game that will take place on either July 16th or 17th. Uh, those will you know, change depending on matchups and TV and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I don't know if anybody saw the news either, but uh, for the first time this year, Summer League champions get rings this time around. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. But the New York Knicks, uh, one of a few teams moving on, to be 2 and oh. So win percentage, a big deal, and then there's tiebreakers in there. So the bigger the wins, the better for you, if you want to do, indeed, move on and win. Ties are tiebreakers, head-to-head matches, point differential, and then you know uh, beyond that. You don't want to get into the intricacies of Summer League and how the championship is decided. Some of you, it really matters. Uh, but Knicks, again, on their way to getting a victory here. Other game that was underway in the NBA Summer League, too, and uh, we'll get into the aspects of this and why this all matters, but uh, Phoenix down 61 44 to the Washington Wizards. So, with that, I think this is part of when you watch these guys in the NBA Summer League, I, I think it's kind of important, right? And it's not so much like, hey, this guy's going to stink, this guy's going to be awesome, right? You don't want to take too much from this in terms of actual results on the floor. But it's, it's, a, it's a couple important things. One, you get to see these guys game overall. You just get to see them on a basketball court, what their bodies look like, how they move, uh, how they operate with ball in hand or not in hand, whatnot. Uh, but you also get to get an idea of some of these guys as you project forward for a potential rookie of the year market, how they might be used by their teams potentially, how they might look in those situations. And also, for an instant, uh, for example, you know, I opened the show, we were talking about the Indiana Pacers and Benedict Matherin. Uh, Benedict Matherin has been one of the, well, I guess we'll call them winners so far through our first few games because Matherin has looked really comfortable for the Indiana Pacers but he's also playing with teammates that he's going to play minutes with, right? Chris Duarte has been out there. Dwayne Washington has been out there for the Indiana Pacers. So not only uh, is Matherin looked comfortable in this setting, again, not really meaning a lot, but at least he's building continuity with his team. All right, we're back. We're back, we're back at the NBA Summer League Live from the Thomas and Mack Center. Uh, Jonathan Von here, of course, we're talking a little bit about Rookie of the Year and and how some of these games impact some of the market. And uh, one of the guys that I wanted to hit on that I think is going to be a name to keep an eye on in terms of moving up the boards in the market uh, and a popular choice because a lot of bettors like to take some of these double-digit price tags on some of these guys to win this award. And a dude who looks really comfortable and I think could be even better when you're talking about Playing in that system, playing next to some of his teammates, are going to be on an NBA roster. Uh, Keegan Murray in these summer league games has looked really, really good. Uh, he played today against the Indiana Pacers. Twenty-three points for Murray, seven to sixteen from the floor. A really easy-looking seven to sixteen, and you know, twenty-three points for Keegan Murray. Uh, it, you watch; it's one of those games where you watch him playing, you don't realize how much he's scoring until the game is all said and done. With had a really good three late in that game where he created contact, step back, hit a three that essentially gave him a lead for the rest of the way. And then the game before that, 20 points, 5 of 11, shooting 4 of 8 from 3-point range, and that was a double overtime loss to the Orlando Magic. I think Keegan Murray's going to be a name that, as you watch these games and then you get into preseason and see him a little bit more... That's going to be something to keep an eye on because that's going to be, I think, a somewhat popular ticket when you get to the window. He's going to play next to a really good backcourt in Sacramento, or at least a solid backcourt. And when you get good backcourt play for a guy like Keegan Murray, I think that could really up his numbers. He could be pretty good for Sacramento in the way that they play, too. A team that could be somewhat down on the defensive end, so higher scoring games as well, more opportunity for Murray, but I think that after we come out of these games, right? we're going to talk about the big names. We're going to talk about Paolo Benquero. He's going to be a popular selection at the windows. We're going to talk about Chet Holmgren coming out of these games. He's going to be a popular selection at the windows. But I think when you look at this overall and start to see some of the potential deeper down the board, a, a guy like Keegan Murray in the range of about 10 to 12 to 1, depending on where you shop, That's going to be something that's pretty intriguing, I think, for some of these betters as you look at it overall because Murray's got the opportunity to be a very good, impactful player, to put up scoring numbers, which is always important when it comes to rookie of the year, and be a popular play at the window. And and playing in Sacramento, he's not going to be a guy that's going to take the league by storm, so it's going to help you out. Those those odds are going to sit there and float around at double digits for a while as the other guys, because there's liability on the big names, they're going to be out there. Uh, And those big names, too, as we talked about, they're legitimately good. I do wonder, too, as we come out of Summer League, what a Summer League does for a guy like Jabari Smith Jr. in terms of odds and perception. Because I think when you talk about Jabari Smith, he's going to be a guy that comes on really strong once the NBA season begins once you start to play with more dynamic guards like Jalen Green, uh, the floor is going to open up for him a little bit more. You know, when you talk about Summer League, and when I got to watch him play in person uh, in that Orlando Magic game, you know, it's more about you're not really running anything. We talked to Seth Greenberg about this a couple of days ago, right? You're not really running sets. You're not running uh, plays for guys. Uh, You're running some basic stuff, and you're seeing if they can create on their own. And I think once you get into more structure, when you get into plays, when there are sets run for him, uh, when there is, again, kind of this gravity with guys like Jalen Green, uh, that they kind of have on an NBA floor, and an NBA floor opens up a little bit more in a regular season, then you're going to see guys like Jabari Smith Jr., I think, perform a little bit better. And on top of that, he's already shown some really, really good play on the defensive end. So I do wonder, does the market get a little down on Jabari Smith after a summer league in which the numbers aren't going to be fantastic Had a really inefficient night the other day, and maybe create some value on him once you get into the regular season if he starts to drift out to that 5-6-7-1 to six to seven one range like Jaden Ivey is at this point right now? Ivy's going to be really intriguing too because while I think Ivy's a really good player and I think watching him in person, it's been, I've been very impressed with what he's been able to do. How impactful he'll be on a team that is littered with dudes that are pretty dang good and established, namely Sadiq Bey and Kate Cunningham. Uh, we've talked about this team and how much that's going to impact his rookie of the year candidacy because when you look at some of these other guys, right, uh, for example, uh, Paolo Bencaro, a an Orlando Magic team that really doesn't have anything going for him, that is going to give him the ball and allow him to develop at whatever rate it's going to be. But he's going to have the opportunity. It's essentially going to be his team in everything, not everything. A lot of stuff is going to flow through him, and he's going to have the opportunity to grow and take lumps. But that also means that's opportunity for scoring. That means opportunity for numbers. But when a guy like Jaden Ivey, going on a, I would say, somewhat established Pistons team that I think coming into this year has some play-in-game aspirations, like how much does that help your rookie of the year candidacy if you're a guy like Jaden Ivey, Uh, who, and we'll see what happens by the time we get to the regular season and whatnot, but more than likely coming off of the bench and maybe not getting as many opportunities in terms of field goal attempts and whatnot as some of these guys like Bancaro uh, and even a Chet Holmgren type. But for me, when you look a little bit further down the board, at least from what we've seen at this point right now, and looking at what these guys' roles might be as we hit into the regular season, at this point, I find it hard to go further then, like you know, thirteen to one, Benedict Mathurin, you know, Dyson Daniels. When you watch him play, uh, I think you know he pops off the screen and he's moving. When he's switching, when he's playing defensively, from a scoring standpoint, uh, how much is he going to provide for the New Orleans Pelicans? And again, that's another team established, looking for play in or more. The New Orleans Pelicans with the roster that they have, uh, how much of an impact will it be impactful enough to win a Rookie of the Year? Uh, Shaden Sharp. It, the biggest mystery on the board because we haven't seen him yet we got to see one really good play out of Shaden Sharp and it was electric and I really liked it and I am more into it's the most intrigued I've been after one field goal attempt by any one player uh, than I think ever in the history of watching basketball and it's not like I've been watching basketball for forever I'm only 31 years old but when you talk about that at 18 to 1 Shaden Sharp like the player and his skill set that's really intriguing to potentially win an award like this Uh, But when you talk about actually investing it in this point right now, when you've seen nothing, and again, when we're talking about a Trailblazers team, that there is some depth in front of them, we'll see how that shakes out, what they're going to compete for, uh, what his impact is going to be. Again, you just think you want a little bit more than 18-1 where it stands at this point right now. So it's going to be really intriguing, man, but these Summer League games – Uh, They have been absolutely fantastic, and it's very much worth watching. If you're an NBA handicapper coming into the next season, it's very much worth watching, not only because of these guys, uh, but second-year players who are developing into something that could potentially impact their teams going forward. Quentin Grimes, for example, over these last few games has been really good for the New York Knicks. and could be a very good impact player for them as they move into next year, and it gives you a sense of what some of that depth might look like for some of these teams. So. Uh, with that, it is, of course, very busy here at the NBA Summer League. We'll come back. We've got plenty of guests joining us down the stretch here. Julian Edlow is going to come with us on set soon. And Daniel Alvaro, of course, bottom of the hours. as we talk a little WNBA on All-Star Weekend in the W. handicappers now here's your host jonathan von tobel All right, this is going to Harvard Handicap is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. A fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zyn Nicotine Pouches. Smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. All you got to do is visit zyncom find. zyncom find located a store near you. Warning the product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addict chemical. You know it. We are live from the Thomson Max Center at the concourse for the NBA Summer League. It's busy. A lot of people here. And, of course, one of those people, Julian Edlow from DraftKings, nice enough to pop up and say what's up. We get to meet in person. Yeah, How's the trip, man? Yeah, that's great. Um, Dude, every time you come from the East Coast, it's never pleasant.
3: Like, yeah. I came from March Madness. I was sleepy. I came on the morning flight. I was sleepy all day. You come, so I mixed it up this time. I came on the night flight. Couldn't sleep all night, sleepy, but I'm not going to complain. I'm here in Vegas, even though that was somewhat complaining. But, man, that time change it yeah. kicks your butt every time.
2: So have you been to Summer League before, or is this the first time?
3: Quick story, the last Summer League game that I've attended, we used to host one at UMass Boston. Yeah. I went in high school to UMass Boston. It was a high school-style gym. I paid $8 to see LeBron James
2: play. A month after he was drafted, it was awesome. Yep. But well, that's the cool thing. Like I keep saying, I don't think a lot of people realize. Like, summer league, it, obviously, it is still spread out, but yep. it's a lot more spread out. And not every team would come to Las Vegas. And it's grown more and more and more Huge. to the point where now like, this is the offseason home of, of the league. You see yeah. everybody down there. You know, the LeBrons have, here. The LeBrons here, not talking to Russell Westbrook. Sure. Damian Lillard is hmm. signing contract extensions out here in Las Vegas. So yep. uh, it is quite the hub. So let's start with some summer league stuff before we move on to some big picture thing uh, I'll just ask you, like rosters that stuck out to you the most, the teams that you liked the most coming in in terms of talent and what they had? Yeah, so... At
3: Bed
0: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
3: Like, you and I were just talking quickly before we went on. It's like, hey, the Knicks are kicking everyone's butt, but who, let's see how long Quentin Grimes plays for. Like, when you scroll through the rosters, first of all, don't get confused because the Pistons have their Sadiq Bays and their yep. Cade Cunninghams on the roster. No, they will not be playing. And then you look down the rest of everything. Like, the Warriors stood out to me with Wiseman and Moody and Kuminga on the roster. I backed them on, what was it, Thursday night when they lost to the Knicks. Kuminga was awful. Mm. Kuming was terrible. Moody dropped 31 points, but, like, uh, we'll see when Wiseman plays. You need to, uh, you know, the rosters can stand out to you. I would, my best advice would be let look at the day-by-day rosters because you want to know who's playing that day. And you can't even bet
2: futures based on a roster because guys could just stop playing altogether. Yeah, I think when it comes to, like, evaluating how good some of these teams could be, for me, obviously, one, it helps to pay attention to college basketball, so then you know some of these yep. players that are coming in. Uh, but two... Having, a, having those, real quick, sorry yeah. I'm interrupting you, but, like,
3: having a, like, you know, lottery pick that's a freshman versus mm. a guy that went in the second round that played four years of college basketball, like, that's a huge difference in summer league like it's closer to college where you want that experience i yep. feel like
2: well and you want like guard play right because yep. in some of these they, they represent like some pickup games so if you have like really good guards who can score in isolation or move the ball and find the right guy you tend to find that those teams have success or just yep. really good ball handlers not just guards for example orlando uh caro's been freaking awesome he's been awesome, and he's had the ball in his hand the majority of the time when he's out there on the floor he's almost like point forward it's uh, when you're mm-hmm. watching him play in person and having a guy like that on the floor opens up the floor for everybody else. Caleb Houston has been really good for them in this yeah. summer league so far, but when, like, I got to watch them play the Rockets, he's getting wide open catch-and-shoot attempts because guys like Vancaro are taking up so much space. They got this gravity to him, especially in settings like this where they're so good. Yeah, and, like, you touched on it, how Caro has been
3: with the ball. I wanna, I'm ready to see what he looks like playing alongside, like, Suggs and Cole Anthony. Yep. Like, where is the ball going to go? Because I feel like... Maybe early in the season people are gonna be overlooking Bancaro as a distributor and that's kind of a market that assists Bancaro yeah. market. I'll be looking at that because Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs are great, but are are they point guards that you think of as like the best passers? I think Bancaro might be the best passer on the magic, and that's something that kinda of has my my attention. We'll see, you know, I'm not gonna look at it on night one. We'll see how they look, but Eh, he, he could be their guy that's kind of handling the ball with Anthony and Suggs taking more shots. Well,
2: it's actually, and it's a really good point. Though. So he's averaging six assists per game so yeah. far through two. And when you're talking about Caro, when you get to that point in the regular season and, and markets like assists per game, or you know, total assists and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. those will open up relatively low for a guy like Bankero. Uh And if, because if, look, in college, he showed the ability to pass. He's obviously showing it here, the ability to roll. And, and you read some reports. The Magic are interested in looking at him in that role too. Like why that, not? That, that's going to be something as you get into the regular season. Something to harp on, and that's why like like watching the games does matter to a certain extent. You know, it, I was tying it into rookie of the year, does. but it matters in the other stuff too. Rookie of the year odds, uh, props
3: when we get to the regular season, um, even even win totals. Like what? Mm. Like how do these younger players look? Not that these teams matter or who wins, and the fact that it, you know a team is going to get a championship ring after all this is. Maybe a little wild, but like, I like... it. You like it? I like it. All right. Give me something to shoot for. Can, let's go. I guess it is... Uh, see, I've been against it, but I guess I do agree with you in the sense of like, if there's never been any motivation to win Summer League, like here it is. When we get down to those postseason games, like, hey, why don't we just go win a ring? Yeah. It's now there. Like, I don't... I guess... I don't know. You kind of just maybe talked me into it. It'll but, be fun. Yes, yeah, so I agree. Like, just to go back real quick, um, the Magic are a team in general that has allowed that point forward all. Aaron Gordon... Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of years ago, the year that he got traded to Denver, that first half of the year, his assist prop went on a streak in the regular season. So they're, they're all for the point-forward role, and now they have Bancaro, who I'm going to assume is going to be better than Aaron Gordon. Yeah,
2: I'll, I'll go out on the limb with you, too. Yes. Uh, all right, so any other players? So we talked about some of the big names. Uh, any other players stuck out to you to this point that you've got an eye on uh, that are stuck out or that you like to watch play so far? Um,
3: there have been guys that have, like, you know, Flashed. I, nobody in particular has jumped out to me. I, I think it's interesting, like you know, to have an MVP, a summer league MVP market mm. on DraftKings that is just like, who the heck knows who's going to win right. that, and that's out there. So to like kind of follow along and eventually maybe get an uh, uh, an in summer league play on that would be interesting. I'm not going to say there's anybody that's jumped out to me so far. I'm here just like everybody else to see the high profile matchups. Yeah. we have Bancaro and and Holmgren tomorrow. Like, let's see how that looks. What jumps out to me is the amount of money after that first Utah league that came in on Chet Holmgren after his big game to win Rookie of the Year. Yep. And he's been okay since, but like, how's everybody feeling that put, I think it was on drafts, uh it went from like 20-something to 60-something percent of the handle on really? Chet yeah. in 24 hours.
2: I don't know how those people are feeling right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, you're investing in such a small number so far out, too. Like, that's the troublesome part about it. This is
3: 11 months away that this yep. award is going to be announced.
2: It, it, well, and I keep bringing this up in all these aspects. This is the longest offseason the NBA's had in a long time. So it's True. like You know what True. I mean? This is absolutely ridiculous. I will say this. The, two, the, the few things that have stuck out to me, I brought up one to you. Uh, Benedict Matherens looks super solid for the Indiana Pacers. Yep. Uh, really intrigued there, too. What you like about that as you kind of spin it forward is he's playing with the guys he's going to play with next year. He's playing with Chris Duarte. He's playing with Dwayne Washington those are guys he's gonna get minutes with next year yeah so I think like some of it is you, as you spin this forward has looked really good and one of the guys that I think a lot of people are surprised where he went at least in terms of the order he's looked really solid too he just played earlier today Keegan Murray has looked really comfortable in the summer league and I think next to a guy like Aaron Fox like I was just talking about this before we had you on he looks like and you can get him in the range like 10 to 1 to win rookie of the year he looks like he's going to be a guy that's going to be really comfortable for the Sacramento Kings.
3: Ten to one. He was sitting in the eight to one range for a while. And yep. see that's what guys like Holmgren's big game and now Bancaro moving up the board a little bit. Like that opens that up for a guy uh like Murray. I would say like in my opinion, and he's he's the favorite for a reason, mm-hmm. Bancaro is the most polished player in this draft. But behind that, Murray's probably the most polished. Ivy is a great player, but like the ball obviously has to go in Kate Cunningham's hands a good amount, and that's gonna take away yep. from Ivy's ability. So Pankero's going to be out there. Uh, Murray, you know, when he plays with Fox and some of those guys, that's going to make it a little bit more difficult for him to win a rookie of the year, kind of like Ivy, and that's why we see them right there next to each other in the odds, and that's probably the reason, because they have another, you know, higher-level prospect on their roster. But what he's doing, like you said, off the ball, catch and shoot, rebounding, he's going to be in the discussion, and he's more polished than a Holmgren, he's more polished than a Jabari Smith at the moment. So we'll see.
2: Yep, and then I, I was kind of making the case, too, like, and you kind of touched on it. When you're looking at this award at this point right now, you want to look at guys, not because Ben Carroll was a top pick, but because he is a guy on a bad team that's going to have the opportunity. Huge opportunity. Just to just, hey, you know what? Like, we're growing. It's you. It's Wagner. It's Suggs. Like, let's just see what we got with you guys. This is v Sin, the sports betting
4: network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, V-SIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to analyze every angle of every game so you can make the most informed wagering decisions. The VEASAN approach is simple. The more you know as a sports bettor, the better chance you have to succeed. We cover every sport from the bettor's perspective. And we bring that excitement, experience, nail-biting agony, and of course, the pure fun of the action to our broadcasts. VEASAN also has unparalleled digital resources on VEASAN.com and our mobile app. Plus, our daily emails bring you today's biggest stories, and Point Spread Weekly delivers in-depth coverage of the biggest betting events of the week. This is VEASAN, the sports betting network.
0: If you didn't catch the Lombardi line, here's what you missed.
4: They started to
0: become the team that was running the single wing, and Josh Allen at 6 feet 5, 260 pounds, hard to tackle, was a real issue. You know, and when you look at him, look, this guy averaged 6.3 yards per attempt, hit seven carries per game, mm. seven carries per game, you know, and so, and he was able to dominate, scored six touchdowns. You add him into that run game, all of a sudden now, you got another player to defend, and especially when you get to the red zone. So. For me, I, I think Buffalo has improved their team. Did I like the signing of Von Miller? No, I think he's, he's an older player. Von thinks he's going to play six more years, God bless. But <laughs> the way they play, they get ahead, they have two really good safeties, two safeties in my top ten list. Mm-hmm. They've got players that can, that, that, that can rush the passer. They've built this whole team around rushing. The Lombardi Line, weekdays at noon Eastern, weekends at 10 a.m. Eastern on VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network.
1: The Buffalo Bills have been the favorite for months now. Their 2021 season ended with a heartbreaker, 42-36 overtime loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, but the addition of Von Miller to that defense should make Buffalo even stronger. As for the NFC, Tampa Bay dropped in the odds when they were in search of a quarterback, but when Tampa Tom, Tom Brady, unretired, the Bucks shot right back up the board. Last season, they lost in the divisional round to eventual champion, the Los Angeles Rams. Two teams that had losing records last season are expected to make vast improvements. The Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson and the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson are now both in the top 10 ahead of others who had much more success in 2021.
5: Visit VEASAN.com to get current odds. Listen for free, find Showtimes, and download VSon's sports betting podcast.
4: Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one. Cash in tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right design, color, and size perfect just for you. You'll find VEASAN hats and even VEASAN coffee mugs all in our online store. Just go to VEASAN.com slash store and order now. That's VEASAN.com slash store.
0: Before you place your next bet, visit vsin.com for all the latest data and powerful betting tools. Start with our live odds, team comparisons, and previews for every game on the schedule. Then dive deeper with live tracking of betting trends and line movements. And don't miss our unique tools, including odds comparisons from sportsbooks across the country, prop bet search engine, and custom parlay calculator. Everything you need to increase your betting knowledge and confidence is at your fingertips. Visit vsin.com.
2: Welcome to Vicence Hardwood Handicappers. Now here's your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. Ice Cold Beers Cold Hard Cash join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge competing 20 free to play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes at a draftkings.com/heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Speaking of DraftKings, Julian Edlow sticking around for a couple more as uh, we talk more big picture stuff now in the NBA. Although, I will say, I know you're very excited to see James Wiseman make his debut. Cool thing is, too, uh, so it's supposed to start at 4.30, but because all these games don't exactly go the time limit, this will probably start by the time we get off the air. You know what I mean? Beautiful. Yes, we can get to go watch that. That works. Um, All right, so let's start. uh, You know what? Big picture first, and then we'll go. Kevin Durant, um, it's reached this standstill, and we yep. mentioned in the last segment, right? This is the longest offseason we've seen in a long time. No rush on the nets for your contract, all that kind of stuff. Um, first off, DraftKings, did they pull that market down at some point? Because oh I've, been, I've well, been looking up. I got it. the
3: app up, so I'm going to look right now.
2: Because it, um, it was around the time where there was more rumblings around Toronto and what was going to happen. Uh, but it's reached its standstill at this point right now. And okay, so it is, it is, um, it
3: is pulled right now. Yeah. Um, last I saw it, it was basically, for Durant, it was like a Suns pick versus the field. Yeah. Suns were around minus 110, even money. Um, it peaked at minus 220. It yep. opened at plus 165 wild, yeah. and ran. Um, and I think the reason of that is because Durant's saying, essentially, that that's where he wants to be, and it, 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 like it's his decision. He's not mm-hmm. going to get traded somewhere he doesn't want to be. But Durant being, like, we see a lot of these guys move. Durant being under contract for four years and still being... Uh, I don't know what you want to call him, top five, top ten player in the NBA.
2: One of the best in the NBA. Yeah.
3: yeah. That, like, and him having a say in where he goes, that, that plays a huge role in everything. So it's not like a team can just jump out with a, with a package, like a middle-of-the-pack team and offer all this stuff and send Durant to a team that's going to be like a six-seed in either conference and move a bunch of guys that he wants to play with in the deal for him. So like, like you said, standstill is the word. I think it's really interesting that when the market was there, the Nets were still there at, like, plus 350, plus 400. Him and Kyrie could easily start the season with the Nets, and it could all fall apart very quickly, and then they move.
2: Yeah, I, that's why I really don't know if they're going to remain with Brooklyn. Uh, and it does seem like, I was reading a report from, uh, I think it was Mark Stein, they were talking about, you know, the way the Lakers' price breaks down and all that kind of stuff. And it does seem that the Lakers are like the one team that are kind of shooting for Kyrie at this point right now, you know? It's, I mean, there's
3: nobody else shooting for Kyrie besides the Lakers, right? His contract can't fit with any other team. Nobody else is offering. He put, Kyrie put himself on the market and was basically told no by everyone. Your only option is if you want to opt out of $36 million to take $6 million with us, you can go ahead and do that. So if you want to take a $30 million pay cut, you're welcome on the Lakers. Kyrie obviously said no to that, then puts his tweet out where he's being you know, a hero and accepting a contract. With, uh, or not even accepting a contract, just returning to Brooklyn, um, and opting in. I, there's no, t- the only problem with Kyrie is there's no other place that he can go. It's a Westbrook swap or nothing.
2: <laughs> thank you.
4: Thanks. The JBT is getting some water. I know we'll,
3: we'll be open here. We'll be transparent. Yeah, I know. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. And I, I had nothing left up. to say. So I like put you back on the air. Have, have a sip. Go <laughs> ahead. Keep thank going. You, thank you. Now, no problem.
2: you. I'm alive again. Um, <laughs> So I'll ask you this: Where do you think KD ends up? Because, like, I took a small ticket on Toronto, fifty to one. Fifty to one. Okay, that was
3: sitting at a plus three fifty at one point. So, I, like, do I think he ends up in Toronto? No. Do you want to give me your fifty to one ticket? Yes, I will absolutely well, buy to, it. Well, it.
2: it's to win the finals. It's not. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, so sorry. I thought you, you meant like landing it, place. I should specify that because, yeah, not landing place. So he needs to go the there, problem. and then yep. they
3: need to win it because they're not winning it without him. But okay, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. That's a good. Um, you know, that's a good way to work the market and get a better number on, hey, I think is going to go here. I don't want to get paid out on plus 350 if he does. I want to get paid out if they win the whole thing. Um, so I don't mind that at all. Uh, when it comes down to it, it you know, Durant's going to dictate this. So, like, he's either going to get his way and, I think, go to the Suns, or he's not, and the Nets are going to keep him, and he's, they're going to move him later. So, like, if you if you win a Nets ticket like KD to return to the Nets – Like, you could win that bet, and Durant could be gone still by like Christmas. Like, I don't think that's the wildest thing in the world. Yep. So,
2: we have that. We can't really do anything because it's just sitting around and doing nothing. Rudy Gobert. I think there's two ways to look at it there's next year, and there's big picture. Big picture overpay. Next year, I think they're a really good regular season team. I don't know if they're winning a title, but I, I could see a situation where they win 50 ish games, three seed at best. And they go over the regular season win total and are a good power-rated regular season team. Not sure if they're beating anybody else in the West when it comes to a best of seven. They remind you a little bit
3: of the Grizzlies last year, right? Go all out in the regular season and then flare out in the postseason because they're just not good enough. Um, and they added, obviously, a key piece. What does Minnesota struggle with defense? Add a multi What is he one, two, three 2-3 Defensive Player of the Year. 3 Awards 3. So— that's going to be a staple. How does he work around Towns? We'll see. But can Towns be a perimeter player, and can they scatter their minutes? Yes and yes. So, like, it's going to work in the regular season. I really believe that. We watched Anthony Edwards grow in the postseason into a into a better player. So we'll see him maybe take a little bit more command on the offensive end as a wing. It's a wings league, um, as Kevin Durant says. Yeah. So, like, we'll see that. I, the Timberwolves are going to be a really good regular season team. They're not going to win of, at
2: all. Kyle Anderson, too. You know what I mean? Like it, I think that's Another, a, like, legit pickup. So, like, and that's, for me, like, I keep bringing this up with Minnesota. When you get to the postseason and you run into, like, a Clippers team, and it's, like, it's yeah. somewhat ironic because the Clippers are the team that picked apart Utah the first time, but everybody freaked out. But when they're playing five out and they're going dribble penetration, moving the ball around, shooting it, that's where I think you'd run into trouble if you're Minnesota with those two guys on the floor.
3: Yes, because then you got to take one off, and who's it going to be off? And who's the more important player? Is it Towns' offense? Is it Gobert's defense? Like they're they're going to run into a problem, and that's why I'm telling you. Like, you know, we, we did the show the other day with humans, and humans likes the Hawks in the East a little bit more than we like the Timberwolves in the West, like because they're going to run into a problem. They're not mm-hmm. going to make a Western Conference Final like we were talking about on, on that show. So like, they're going to be a good team. I don't mind them for an over win total for sure. Am I going to bet them to to win the West? Absolutely not.
2: Yeah, and Circa actually out here took a really strong position. I think they got him in the range of like eighteen to one, sixteen to one. See, That's they're going to the, tempt. They're going to. They're going to yep. tempt people, right? And the cool thing about Circa is you, they're a yes/no market, right? So like with that bankroll, you can actually bet on the no side too. So that'd be the cheaper price you find. out it takes there. A, It takes a big yep. bankroll to start betting no sides. Yep,
3: um, but still good to
4: offer. But it's you know?
3: there. Yep. So like, I don't. It's funny because like you know I'm in. Bo- I'm based out of Boston with DraftKings. I'm a, I'm a Celtics guy. So like. Danny Ainge goes to Utah and immediately does what Danny Ainge has done for years in Boston. And if you include Walker Kessler in that as a first-round pick because he was just selected 19, you get five first-round picks for Rudy Gobert. That's great value. But, like, what does it actually mean? Because unless they turn into those picks that are three overall and get you Tatum and Brown in consecutive drafts like the Hall from the Nets, then we're talking about these picks that are 15, 20, 25, and, like, what are they actually worth? Is it better to just have Rudy
2: Gobert? Yep. All right. The other move you mentioned it. So where from a power rating standpoint, like I talk myself into Minnesota has a strong regular season, can finish a size three, but not a threat in the postseason. <clears throat> Still think the Hawks aren't a threat in the postseason, but I find myself struggling to get them in that same where like they're gonna be a really good regular season team, they'd be a fun league pass team, be a good yeah. offensive team. I, I don't know how much DeJounte Murray is improving them defensively and fixing those issues that they have.
3: Yeah, the backcourt's going to be fun, right? right? We all think the backcourt's going to be fun. It's Murray and, and uh, Trey Young, and they're two they're, – it's two point guards, but they play completely differently. And, it, like, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of Murray on the ball, right? Yep. And Trey Young playing as a, a severely undersized two. Um, so it'll be fun to watch, but, like, is it going to work from wins and losses? And the East is tough right now. Boston improved. Milwaukee's going to be Milwaukee. Yep. Miami's a rock-solid team. Um, James Harden, of all people, has taken $15 million pay cuts to help bring in your P.J. Tuckers and win more Italy games. It looks good. So, like, that clearly is the top four to me. So now, what, is Atlanta's ceiling a five, and they're going right. to beat one of those teams in a playoff series? Like, Atlanta could easily lose in the first round, and that's why I think Minnesota's ceiling, like you said, what if they, they play really well like Memphis? Memphis got the two seed. What if Minnesota gets the three seed? Beats a sixth seed and, and goes through. Like, I, I could easily see Atlanta just not even getting through around yeah. because of what's there in the East and, like, you know, Boston, Miami, Milwaukee, resting guys in the regular season. But if they have their rotations
2: in the playoffs, they're going to beat you. Last 60 seconds, best team in the Eastern Conference is who still? I say I stay call still. Me, yeah. Call me
3: a homer. It's the Boston Celtics okay. because they just won the East and they added a fantastic sixth man, a fantastic seventh man. You combine their points. That's what 32, 33 points per game that are now coming off the bench for you in Boston. Not that they're going to average that next year, but last year the Celtics. I- I'm very impressed with Pat Stevens. I know we got to go, but I'm very impressed with how aggressive he is compared to Danny Ainge getting all the draft pick like we just saw in Utah.
2: Yeah, uh, he. I like Boston a lot. I just can't get over Milwaukee, and you know it's one of those little moves. Get
3: Middleton back. We want to beat Ingles. you because you beat us in right. seven.
2: I like Joe Ingles. Like I think Dan that's a, like a sneaky move that you resign Bobby Portis, you bring in Joe Ingles. And all of a sudden, Milton's back with you in the postseason, you're looking at Milwaukee going, At Bet365,
0: we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help,
1: Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: They got the best playing in the world.
1: Really right. They didn't and,
3: do
2: that much, but yep. oh yeah, they're still really good. Yeah, yep, exactly. All right, Julian Edlow, again, up on Twitter at... At Julian Edlow. Keep it easy. Easy. They're very simple. <laughs> DraftKings content creator. We'll be back here live from the Thomas Mac for Hardwood Handicappers. Wrap it up, last 15.
0: Since Hardwood Handicappers. Now here's your host, Jonathan Von Tobel.
2: Hey guys, you know the truth here. VEASAN, we're broadcasting live from the NBA Summer League now through July 17th. That's actually the end of the NBA Summer League. Catch the edge with me and Matt Eumann. It's 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, live from the concourse of the Thomas Mack Center every weekday. We can also have special guests, exclusive content, live updates all throughout the VSIN show. So follow us up on social media VSIN Live, Twitter, and on YouTube. And actually, one of those special guests, nice enough to give us some time. It's been a busy day from Dave DeFore, host, producer over at the Athletic. What's up, man? Summer League. Yeah, I was going to say, how's the Vegas treating you? What's going on? It's busy out here. Vegas
5: is kicking my butt. Yeah. But uh, Summer League is great, man. Like, it's uh, my favorite basketball event of the year. And. Really my favorite basketball to watch because it's earnest and it's honest. There's a bunch of guys scrapping, trying to get ahead. I can relate to these guys quite a bit more than I can, you know, the established stars and multimillionaires that play uh, regular basketball. So I love this. (laughs) You know what's funny?
2: So I, I get more excited, like, so we're obviously excited to see, like, you know, yeah. the Bencaro and Jabari Smith or whatever. But, like, when I look at rosters and I'm like, hey, man, like, I can't wait to see what Ty Ty Washington looks like with the Houston Rockets or, you know, how, how Houston looks like with the Orlando Magic. Like, little things like that. That's what I get more excited for because those are the guys, kind of like you're talking about, who you really – trying to get onto a roster, but really want to prove, hey, I can be a good rotational player in the NBA once we get to those kind of games.
5: Yeah, know? absolutely. I love seeing the guys that, the older guys even, who yeah. have gone and played overseas, and then they come back, and it's like grown men playing against some of the guys that have just finished college. Yeah. And then what I really love is when the college guys are playing against those guys that are like 23, 24, 25, and dominating. Yeah. I mean, Paolo, that guy was just crazy the other day, and it had that great block that, the referees tried to ruin right, by yeah, calling yeah. a goaltend. You know, like, they just missed the block call. Like, they just guessed. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, this has been a fun time so far.
2: So, like, I'll say this, too, when we're, when we're talking about, like, watching some of these guys and the dudes that stick out in terms of effort. What I also like, too, is you get those second, guys going into their second year that you can see, like, oh, you're in the NBA. Like, I was just talking about Quentin Grimes. Quentin oh, yeah. Grimes for the first two games for the Knicks. Like he's, he's killing everything. Too good for summer league, right? right? This is—I
5: mean, we say this every year about guys. Think Desmond Bain. Yeah. What he was doing last year, because the the development that you get from one year in the NBA, and this is why I think you know the the one and done rule. Take it away. You're just wasting a year of these guys' career by having them go to college and not develop. Because you, I mean, this is a perfect example. Because you can see what what this guy looks like one year to the next against similar competition when they play summer league two years in a row. There aren't many second-year players that don't come out here and cook. Right. And then there, you can see that they've added stuff to their game. You know, like, I don't know how often you get to arenas during warm-ups and, and when they're going through their, their workouts. Mm-hmm. Guys work on stuff all year to add it to their games the, the next year. Yep. So you can see, like, Desmond Bain last year, he worked pre-game, ball handling, passing, shooting on the move, all that stuff that he already did. But then he came here to Summer League and they had him running the team. Quentin Grimes is the same way. Yep. More playmaking, right? That was the big thing. His task last year was to add more playmaking to his game, try to be a secondary creator, especially coming off the bench. And now he's out here cooking. Yep. So, you know, I mean, this is this is what this is for. It is, a, not, it is a showcase league, but it's also a development league. And that's why I love Summer League. It really sets these guys up to have better careers.
2: It sets them up for better careers and, selfishly, for teams, like, I think the Brooklyn Nets, right, there was a report the other day where Cam Thomas could fetch a first-round pick. Well, Cam Thomas dropped 30 the other night. He had, he had a 23, and it wasn't efficient, yeah. but still looks like the best player on the court, and the Nets are sitting back and going, keep going, Cam, because like, at some point he might be part of our young core, depending on what we do with the roster, but he also might fetch us like a mid, like almost near lottery first round pick for the right team.
5: Yeah, it's like a shorter version of what Philly did with Michael Carter-Williams when they juiced yeah. his stats with usage. And of course, that not you can't get away with that anymore because everyone's kind of caught up to the stats. But seeing a guy like Cam Thomas in his second year come out, and especially with the weird season that he had last year, you know, just that team in general, and seeing him come out and show the type of player that he showed he was in college. Much more responsibility out here at Summer League. Again, it's, making these guys grow forcing them into new and uncomfortable positions and then seeing what you got and you're right man cam thomas showed up and might deliver a first round pick yep. if they move him he might actually be starting for them who knows right
2: well that's yeah. what i say that's the intrigue about a guy like that is he's either potentially on the move or he's part of their future and they actually have a pretty interesting like young core there too it's cam thomas it's Kessler Edwards. Like you don't God. have to do that. No, I, I mean, no you I don't. don't have to do that. It's like, kind of interesting. Yeah,
5: we can we can pretend to yeah. a certain degree, but we can't pretend it's interesting. No, you know okay. I, I, right. I will say you know they've been signing guys that yeah. I like. Like I love Edmund Sumner. Yeah. and I, I love T.J. Warren, but like I don't know, man. I that seems can like I a get, t-
2: can I get you with interesting with the Pacers and their backcourt players? Here? Yeah. Duarte, hey, Duarte, did you
5: see that uh, lob he threw off the backboard in transition, man? That's good vibes. Yeah. I actually think Chris Duarte is going to have more playmaking opportunity. I mean, obviously, Brogdon's out, so mm. he's going to step into a bigger role. And yeah, that team has got good vibes all around, but I think it's probably starting from Duarte. Yeah. He had a wide-open dunk and he gave it up to a big that was running the court hard. That's that's leadership. That's yep. fantastic. But, so that's like, fun.
2: It's cool because you know, like you talk about vibes, and I think that helps with like some of these games. And they're they're poorly played games for the most part. But like today, they're down by double digits, and you can see like the vibes kind of help them out. They come back. They're really competitive. They end up losing, but still, yeah. like it helps them to come back from some of these games. And you get to see them in those types of situations.
5: Yeah, a comeback from a from a large deficit that comes up short is still a victory internally, yep. right? Doesn't count on the wins and loss sheet, but. You learn something from those situations. You're, every basketball team, and this is how basketball works, right? It works on runs. You're, you're going to get out to big leads sometimes, and sometimes they're going to get out to big leads on you. It's all about how you respond. How do you, like, you can deliver a punch. Most basketball players can. Yeah. How do you react when you get punched? Can Do you counter or do you just block? Do you get tight yeah. or do you fight back? And so I think that, yeah, the vibes help. We talk about, on Nerder all the time, we talk about team momentum. Not team momentum on the court, like, oh, the shots, you're seeing the shots fall, right. the ball's going in. It's internal momentum and and sort of energy from the bench, from your starters, from your coaching staff. The Pacers have been great so far in Summer League. You know, like Memphis was awesome all year. for They, this. they win the Summer League last year, didn't they? Or the, <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, like, these teams, I think, you know, they, they're getting here earlier and earlier, trying to get some chemistry built off the court because that's, I mean, these guys – Never played together before. Yep. They, they have a couple of practices, and then you see them out on the court. So I think it's starting with that vibes, yep. right? Every good coach at summer league is a vibes guy.
2: Well, and well, I, mean, I think too, like the Memphis Grizzlies were just vibes all last season, all right? All like I, I think like, that was a good team, obviously, but it also showed, like, when you like legitimately like one through fifteen, whatever on the roster, like. That can carry you a pretty long way as a squad. It can carry you through an injury to one of your best players, and John Moran, like that. We talk about vibes, like that's vibes with the capital V, the Memphis Grizzlies.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Vibes is the ultimate rising tide, right? You can have a team that's mediocre, but if they have great chemistry, they can be better. I mean, you know, the Miami Heat are a good example of this. They have really good chemistry. Not a ton of individual talent, though. Mm -hmm. They got a great coach. They they all pull the rope, right? Nobody's letting go, and, and they were the one seed in the yep. East, even though they they not have the best roster by a lot. So, you know, I'm a big vibes guy, and I, I summer league vibes are the best.
2: Yeah, and see, I like I'm a big like I like analytics and numbers and everything like that, but I always like the balance to it too. You know what I mean? And, and in the an NBA regular season, I like the grind of it all, that kind of helps if we're sticking with that vibe thing, because like man when you're in a seven-game road trip and you're in Denver on the second leg of back-to-back and you're going back home tomorrow and stuff like that, like being with guys that you actually like kind of help you carry through that as opposed to, dude, I just want to get out of here.
5: Yeah, uh, we could look at the Phoenix Suns yeah.
2: postseason, right? Right, right. We watched the vibes just
5: leave the room. I, yeah, it's Pretty telling. And, and on the other side of that, the Mavs had amazing vibes, yeah. right? And, and that stuff matters. I mean, when you're, when you're getting to the point where Teams are so close. There's so much parity in the league, I think. Uh, And 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 even amongst the high-end teams, the teams that were real contenders, I had no idea who was going to win from series to series. So every little competitive advantage helps. If your guys like each other, they're going to play harder for each other. And now I'm starting to sound like the coach, right? So they're going to play for each other. They're all going to grab the rope. Everybody's, you know, chopping wood, carrying water, all that, you know, all the cliches, but they're real. Yep. Theo Benson, guy's coming back to Dallas. You know why? All-time vibes guy. Yep. He's friends with Kyrie still from playing <laughs> on the Nets. Yeah. I mean, this guy's friends with everybody. I-, I think those guys are important. Kent Bazemore, you know, like waving the towel, and he's like 12th year in the league yep. and stuff like that. So the way to hang on in the league is is vibes. So maybe some of these guys, they pick up some of these summer league vibes they get signed by a team, they become a
2: vibes guy, and they stay around. Yep. Yeah. I dig it. All right. Well, we only got 60 seconds. That went by pretty quick. So I'll just ask you, uh, what are you doing out here for the rest of the time? What do you got going on? So starting tonight, sports business
5: classroom, Larry Kuhn, uh, myself, Bo Estes, Eric Pincus, Seth Park, now Dan Purcell. We, uh, We put on a program where we help people get into the business of basketball, break in with a team, you know, whether it's scouting, video analytics, CBA salary cap, media broadcasting. We kind of run the gamut, give people a taste of what it's like to work in and around the league and teams, and then we help them network. Yeah. They get one-on-one time with, like, NBA GMs. I, I'm jealous, to be yeah. honest with you. They won't let me take the class again. I took it in 2016, and I can draw a straight line from this class to what I do for a living now. So it's kind of cool, and I get to see people pursue their dreams, and a lot of them, we help fulfill their dreams. I mean, we, got, we got a guy signed by the Boston front office two days ago. It's awesome. Pretty good, man. It's a, it's, a, it's easy to wake up in the morning when I'm here in Vegas, which is hard for everybody else. Yeah. But I have no problem popping up out of bed because, man, you know, get to spread some joy and help people chase their dreams. is a good time. Classroom.com if you want some more
2: information. All right, you heard it. We'll be here live from the Summer League all week. We'll talk to you then.
4: If you dare.